Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 63 of On a Bucket. It's a beautiful Monday, October 24th. Myself, Carl Anderson. I'm joined by the biggest asshole on campus, Tyler Jensen. Boot up. We're booting up. I'll boot up today, but you know... One person isn't here. We don't know where he's at. It is spooky season, and he's acting like a ghost because we ain't seen his ass or know where he's at, to be honest. Josh, we're in your house. This is kind of our designated pod spot now, uh, especially when you're not here. I'm just going to need you to uh, leave your refrigerator stocked when you leave because you got the nasty beer left over and a skillet full of ground beef. <laughs> Like I said on, on last week or the week before, like, clean that shit out before you go, bro. Like, you can be gone a week. It's pitiful. That's it really sad. Is. It's pitiful. Take care of your shit, you know, and try and leave the AC on a little bit lower. <laughs> Fixing to go through your mail. Yeah. We're about to open up shit. We're going to delete shit. You know, we're going to tear this motherfucker. We're gonna definitely going to change <laughs> the pictures before we leave. You want to change the locks? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, cool. I'm down. He'll be like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> He'll probably just he'll, he'll probably sleep outside, not <laughs> not tell anybody. Like, he'll tell to row house. Yeah, it's 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 like Airbnb, right? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So Tyler, you know y'all you were out last week, right? Had a little trip. Yeah, yeah. You we're, went to the armpit of America. The armpit of America. Yeah, it's kind of like in the armpit, you know. Not yeah, that's pretty good. But yeah, we went to Northern Virginia visit my cousin uh, and his family. Surprise our, our boys. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was a really good time, but uh, our flight was at 5.30 in the morning on uh, Saturday in New Orleans. We spent the night, Friday night in Berwick, but Brady had a football game on Friday night at 6.30, and being the loyal people we are, we didn't skip the football game. So we probably, I probably didn't get to sleep, I would guess, until probably 10.30 or so. Got up at 1.45. Why even go to sleep at that point? Well, I had to do something, and man, I was... You know, you start to hit that brick wall at some point in your day, and it was like, oh, my God. And then we rented a car because we flew into Baltimore. Um, uh, that's terrible. Oh, I know. And um, we drove in, and I, I thought it would be worse, but it was okay. We were okay. Uh, the weather was unreal. Uh, plenty of beer was drank. Uh, you know, the, he has two boys, so my boys played with his boys. It was good. We went to D.C. on – Monday, we did a little bit. We had to fly back that night, but I mean, we, we landed in New Orleans at 10:55. Oh, I'm sorry, our flight was delayed, or it wasn't delayed, but we took off late. That makes no sense. So we landed late. So we landed at like 11:15. So I was at my house at like two o'clock in the morning, uh, going into Tuesday morning, and I had professional development at 7:30. So it was tough. I will tell you this: one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, honestly, was driving from New Orleans to my house. In the middle of the night like that, because I think at all the whole trip, the lack of sleep finally caught me on the way home. Oh yeah, it was like on a movie. I was slapping myself in the face to keep my because of course my wife is sleeping, you know, and my kids are sleeping, so I got all kind of crap on. I got the window down. I'm I'm trying everything. And Did you you took ninety? You took ten? Ninety. Oh yeah, that's that's a boring drive. It's miserable, and especially when you've taken it a million times. You know, you know what the key is though, right? From someone who drives all night. What's that? Chew ice. Chew ice. I swear to God. Truck drivers do that shit. It'll keep you awake. I don't know why. It's, that makes sense. It's scientifically, I don't know if it is or not, but it's proven in my mind. Chew some ice. Go get you, go get you a big gulp of just ice. Big gulps, I guess. Yeah. Well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Dump and dumber. Stupid. Well, that's good. I mean, look, I'm glad y'all had a good time, man. You know, oh, yeah, it was good. you you were up there. You were close to my team, the Phils. That's gonna take the World Series here shortly. Yeah, kiss my ass. I think it's a it's it's going to happen because I was telling you a little bit earlier. I saw a a meme or whatever it was just about coincidences, you know, and it said that every time a Philadelphia based baseball team won the championship, the country went into a recession that shortly thereafter. Which I think is what we're headed for anyway, not to get uh, financial on you or anything. but Welcome to Financial with <laughs> Carl. I mean, last week, JB wanted to talk about relationships and shit <laughs> like he was Dr. Phil, you know, because he's the one that I, we all should be listening to about relationships, <laughs> oh right? God. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I got one of those somewhere. Look. Oh, it's not on. My bad. But, yeah. So, I think the Phil's are going to take it. Not that I'm a huge baseball fan, but when I do. How many games? I was going to say five. Whoa. So yeah. you think the Astros going to win one, one game? One game, yeah. 
whoa, the Astros, a team who has not lost a game in the postseason yet. A team that won 106 games this year. It's time. Five games. Yeah. Baseball's a game of luck. <sighs> Five. And the Phils are riding on a hot streak. <sighs> Five games. They're shitting golden eggs right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Five. Five, yeah. Dude, that's bold. That's bold. Uh, you know my predictions. They're terrible. So like, so it, are mine. It, 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 like, yours have a tendency to come true eventually. Mine well, I don't know. JB so predicted the Braves were in the World <laughs> Series last year, so I guess we should have asked him. Well, we would if he was here, you know, but, I mean, fuck that dude. I'm, I'm going to say the Astros in six. Okay. I, but I also said the Astros in six against the Yankees. That was a that was not a good series, man. I mean, they played it was relatively competitive within each game. Yeah. But as a whole it didn't really seem all that competitive. No, I mean your the Yankees just weren't they weren't that good. The Astros like in reality offensively have not played I, I've watched every postseason game. If you know me at all, you know, I mean obviously Carl does. I, I like right now football is like shut down to me. I mean I I watch LSU. I I didn't watch the Saints because the Astros were playing the other night. Um and I've watched a ton of Astros games this year. Offensively, they're not very good right now. But what they are is other guys are picking up the slack. Altuve, Tucker, Jordan have sucked lately. Jordan was good in the first series. Yeah, he fucking hit a walk off. Yeah, no, and one then, of them. No, yeah. and he, he was on fire, but he fell off. Dude, he was like zero for like thirteen at one point, and like you know, and Altuve, of course, everybody knows was like zero for twenty five at one point. He kind of got going. Um, Bregman was really good. Yuli was really good. McCormick was good. Um, I like the Astros in six. Um, game one is going to be really critical. You got Verlander against Wheeler. Wheeler's been dealing. And then Nola, of course, in game two. I just think the Astros have too much on the mound. Yeah, I, I can I, see that. I really do. But I'm with you in that I'm terrified because the Phillies remind me so much of the Braves last year and the Nationals in 2019. There's always that team that's just hot. And they are on fire right now. Yeah, it it can definitely happen in baseball and more than other sports. I would say, it's sometimes the lucky breaks get you a lot further oh, yeah. than talent and skill. And you know, no matter what you did throughout the whole season, you catch a few. Now, I mean, a game of, I mean, I'm sorry, a series of seven helps to kind of minimize those lucky streaks or those lucky breaks, right? But you know, it does take a huge effect. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at the game last night. The Yankees should have turned to a play. They didn't. And um, the Astros ended up busting the game open. You look at um, the other night, the Yankees missed a fly ball. A routine fly ball was hit to the outfield. The next batter, McCormick, gets a two-run home run. You know, it's it's a weird game. It really is. And all the Astros games were pretty close except for game three. Five and it wasn't close. But I will say, you know, for people that listen, probably nobody that's listening and watches postseason baseball, but – it always felt like the Astros were going to win those games. You know what I mean? Like, it just always felt like they were in control. I, 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 don't, I can't ever think of the guys. It's Jeff, Passan, Passan, whatever it is. He covers Major League Baseball. He tweeted, when the Astros took the lead, the Astros are inevitable. Like, it just you just always felt like they were going to have an answer. And I felt like that last year, too, until the Braves series and the World Series because the Braves are that team that always had an answer. Pena has been unreal for the Astros. Um you know, I, the key in this series is Altuve obviously has to get going. Those guys have to get going. But can Yuli and Bregman and Pena and those guys keep it going? Because if those guys keep it going and then your 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 money makers, your, 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 your haymaker guys can get it going, dude, they, they are tough. And there's a rest why they won 106 games this year. Yeah, no doubt. It'll be interesting to see. I'm, I would have never predicted the Phils making it as far as no. they did. Bryce Harper seems to have gotten hot, you know, and it, that's good. Hey, I root for them. I don't really keep up with them all that much, but – you know, it's if I had to pick two teams, an NL and an AL team, it would be these two. You know, so it's like a kind of a dream World Series for me to watch. I was pulling hard against them because I'm sure you were. No, well, I felt like they were a tougher matchup for the Astros than the Padres were, and people would say, "Well, the Padres have Soto and Machado. Well, who gives a shit?" The 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 Phillies have some names too, and they have better pitching. I will say this though, 
the, this is me overanalyzing and trying to make myself feel better about the series. The fact that the that both series are over, but that the Philly series is over, I actually think helps the Astros. Here's why. They have been building off of that momentum. And so breaks sometimes slow that momentum down. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It gives them a chance to come back down to reality. They're still good baseball players. Yeah, yeah. But slow that roll a little bit. The Astros have been that consistent team all year. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, we see it. You even see it in 10-year-old softball, man, um, when you're trying to play out of the loser's bracket, right? And so most of those games are back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. And they're just kind of rolling, rolling, rolling. And then they catch a break for an hour. And it's done. You're done. Because they – you, as long as you keep going, even at that age, as long as you keep going, keep moving, keep pushing forward, like, okay, next task, next next task, next task, and so on and so forth. Once you stop, okay, cool, I got time to think about other things. I can, I'm going to go eat. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do that. And it kind of takes you off that task, right? And yeah. then getting back on it is very difficult. Now, we're talking about a lot shorter time frame, but still, same concept applies, right? So, I can see that. I, I definitely can, especially when you're riding momentum and uh, you have it kind of going in your favor. Definitely. And and you also look at the Astros have a lot more experience in the postseason than the guys play, play for the Phillies. So, you know, the Astros have had long breaks. All right, and like I said, I'm just saying a lot of these things to make myself feel better about this because I'm, I'm terrified. And, you know, I love the Astros, so – I love postseason baseball, but I despise it because I'm pretty sure I got a stomach ulcer from watching these games. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, David Birch came by my office the other day. Oh yeah, and he was like, "I was like, man, we still got to do that fungo challenge." He was like, "Yeah, let me know. We'll do like a World Series preview, and I'll, I'll, I'll you'll hit me a hundred fungos." And I was like, "You're gonna catch ninety-seven, right?" He's like, "Ah, I don't think I said that." So we're gonna have to go back and listen to the I, tape. I, I think he thinks it's like fifty now. <laughs> oh, he's, he's going down, huh? Yeah. Well, I do. One more thing I do want to say about the World Series. <clears throat> Anyone ever doubts how good of a parent I am? Okay. My wife gave me the okay to, to buy a World Series ticket to either game one or game two, whichever I wanted. Okay. Thanks for the invite. Bro. But uh, I was down to go Thursday to the. Uh, hold on. Okay. I'm not because my son has a football game on Friday, which, by the way, is probably going to rain. It's going to get canceled. And then I'm going to really be pissed. But anyway. I don't want to be around you after that. Don't. don't. <laughs> I'm not even going to text you or call you nothing. Saturday, my neighborhood decides to have trick or treat. On Saturday instead of Monday because the people that live in my neighborhood are alcoholics and you know they don't want to have to go to work the next day. I think it, it should that should be a national standard. To no, be honest with 100% you, one hundred percent agree with you. But hold on, it, it goes against what I want. Well, I was all but we voted for that anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna miss my kids trick or treating. Right. And so people are like, dude, they're gonna trick or treat. My, I I understand, but I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not missing that. Yeah. So no, I'm missing. Solid. I'm missing an opportunity to go to World Series. But I have to go to Game Six. Okay, that is on my birthday. Oh, we going? And in Houston, Brady has a football game. Oh, my God. I'm not missing my son's football. I don't know. I'd have to think hard about that. It's your birthday, though. Like, but is, if they that... go game seven, that's oh the day God. after my birthday. LSU plays Alabama, which I could give two shits about. I would possibly go. But can you imagine how expensive a game seven World Series ticket would be? In H-Town? Yeah. Yeah, it would be Stupid. unreal. We, Un- could, we could go to Philly if you want. I got people there. I like my life. I'm good. We can wear Philly stuff. I it, will. It's in the middle of the week. No, that's you. okay. No, thank you. You got PTO? No, I'm good. I don't want to go to Philly. I've been to Philly once this year. I don't need to go back. Yeah. Overrated. They're kind of they're miserable and they know it, and everybody hates them and they know it and they don't care. It, it is kind of a, like the historical part's cool, but screw them. Yeah, but nobody cares about that part. They just look at you sideways when you open the door for somebody. Like, really? Oh yeah. They're like, man, what do you want? What do you want from me? Like, I don't want anything for you. I'm just being nice. So basically, you got to be an asshole and you can fit in. Oh yeah. 100%. So I'm, I'm okay then. Yeah, you'd be good. Oh they, You'd probably they'd probably accept you. Like, <laughs> I need to move there. Yeah, they'd like throw roses on the ground when you got there. You know. <laughs> well, it's like one of us. One of us. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> They're building a statue outside the stadium. But you you made a comment earlier about you know Jordan and and kind of being in a slump, and that kind of triggered me to ask you a question. When you got guys right that are going through a slump. And we may have talked about this before, but, you know, how do you talk to them in terms of keeping the line, keep pushing, breaking out of a slump, you know, just in general, I guess, or, you know, that could be applied, I guess, to anything in life when you're kind of in a slump, right? But when a guy's in a slump, how do you approach that? You know, because you already know they're they're kind of feeling vulnerable, right? And so as a manager or as a coach or whatever, how do you approach that? You approach it any different? You just keep going? You, You don't say anything about it? 
What's the what's the approach in your mind? Well, so I will say this: Jordan has picked it up a little bit lately, but it depends. Okay, and I hate to be that guy. I say it depends, but it depends. Like for in my situation, how old the guy is, what type of success or not success have they had, and how long it goes on. Because at first, I think you kind of try to push through positive, 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 and then you you know you got to start looking for what what is exactly causing this. You know, um, it's a fine line, man, and I hate to say. Like, you don't coach everybody the same, so no, I get that. I might coach you where I got to get on your ass to fix it, while there might be somebody who's not mentally tough enough that you got to keep loving up on them. And so it depends too when it is in the year. I know I'm giving a lot of different scenarios. I mean, we've I've had guys that I've coached where we're in the playoffs. They were some of our best hitters, and they just stay struggling. And of course, the competition's getting better, but they're definitely capable to you know to get it done. And so you just got to kind of give them that butt tap. You got to kind of um, you know, be positive. Maybe lighten things up a little bit. Um, I don't. It, it just depends, man. You know, the guy like Jordan, shit, hey, keep swinging, dog. Yeah. You know, Altuve was pressing. Obviously, if you watch any of that, he was swinging at pitches. They're playing in Houston. There's pitches in Lafayette. He's swinging at. You know, how many? How much do you think that that those conversations occur at that level, major league style? You know what I mean? From a manager to a ball player, right? Like reining them in, or you know, just kind of giving them some guidance, or you know, you you always think at like the professional level, those dudes know, right? And yeah, they, they know how to push through or whatever. But you know, as a manager, <clears throat> and you're seeing kind of them struggling or pushing or whatever, how much guidance do you think happens at that level? I think with a guy like Dusty, probably a lot, as Dusty's older and he has those relationships with those players. So I think again, I think that that depends. But a, a guy like Altuve, like you said, he knows, right? You know. Dusty may have had a conversation with him at some point. I mean, dude, honestly, the, the, I know this was never a real possibility, but when he was over twenty five, the, the thought had to be crossing like, "Hey, do we need to move this guy? Like, Hell yeah, do we need to move him to the two and move Pena to the one? Like, right. just to move something, you know, fix something for him, shake it up." Um, I, I think some, you know, I, I, it just it, again, it just depends on what the relationships like with the player. Dusty gets along with everybody, right? So. You know, he's like a, a grandpa to him, and I think he got hammered with the whole team last night. Like, oh, good for him. Oh yeah, I yeah, wonder if he should. I wonder if he wore his gloves while he was doing it. <laughs> what a <his> damn toothpick! <laughs> his gloves. He's on the stage with the whole team, all on top of each other, and he's wearing gloves. Don't touch him. But he but he got on them wristbands. Oh yeah. I still I still wish they wouldn't have him back next year as the manager. Why? I just it's time to move on, dude. It's time to move on. That's rough. It has nothing to do with wins and losses. I just, Joe Espada, the bench coach, okay, has interviewed with the Marlins and the White Sox. So you're, you're afraid to lose yes. that guy. Yes. When Dusty's going to be doing this for another year or two. Espada is your, is your future. Okay. I can see that, I guess. And he's been with the team. He has a great rapport with the team. You know, you trying to, you know, you got to pay some guys coming up. So obviously, you want to keep it things as. So he'd have to take like a, you'd have to do like a pulmonary type transition. Yeah, like a coaching waiting. Well, you'd offer Dusty maybe like a, a office job. Well, Dusty's a, he, if his, he contra- wants. his contract's up. Oh well, then yeah, shit. But they, they, I mean, but they're in the World Series, just like the GM. Same thing. His contract's up. Neither one of them have signed a contract, and there's been rumors that they didn't win the World Series that. The GM especially may not be back because he's not aggressive enough for the owner. God damn. He's I mean, he's really not. Yeah, but still. Obviously somebody's doing's working. Oh sure. But but he walked into Bregman being there, Altuve being there, right? Jordan, I think they already had. Like so a lot of these guys, Tucker had already been drafted. A lot of these guys were already there. You know? I mean I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's doing. He, yeah, de- yeah, he definitely no, does a good it. job, but I mean that culture is unreal. Like I saw something recently that said, you know, how does it keep going? They said, when we trade for somebody and we get somebody and they come in, we tell them we're not, the, the culture's not changing. You got to change. If it doesn't fit for you, then, then it's on you. Like you, this is how it's going to be. And so every player that plays there fits in besides Garrett Cole. Cause he doesn't get in, get along with anybody. Yeah. I mean, that dude's weird, bro. I know it's kind of, he's kind of like our, our, JB, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's awkward. Kinda, yeah, yeah, just kind of always want to do some not good stuff. <laughs> well, I saw <laughs> I saw a video. They won. They they won the series with the Guardians, and like they're spraying. And he's standing by himself, and he has like a beard, and he like kind of like mocks, almost like throws it on himself, and that was it. Yeah, and that's. They paid him three hundred twenty-four million dollars. But anyway, I'd be weird too if you paid me three hundred twenty-four million dollars. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, he looks miserable though. 
I mean, but that's kind of how he is, though, isn't it? Yeah, he went to UCLA. What do you expect? Yeah, I mean. But, I mean, dude, look at the Astros, though. Luce Correa, okay. Luce Springer, okay. Luce uh, Garrett Cole, okay. Like, they just replaced these dudes. It's they've, pretty incredible. They've they've got it they've got it figured out to some degree. It's it's incredible. Unlike Mickey Loomis, who ain't got it figured out. I think he needs to be fired. Oh my god! No, what you mean? Oh my god! Wow! I think Jared said it best. He was he's, he missed his Vicodin buddy, Sean Payton. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if he like doubled down on the Vicodin, oh but it's god. it's like bad. Oh my god! It is bad. It's bad. All right, so I'm going to tell you this. I didn't watch the game on Thursday, Me. right? <clears throat> Not a snap. But I was fucking jacked, okay, because I, I got a notification, and it was like I knew they were playing, and I was, you know, doing shit with the kids, trying to put them to bed, and I was going to throw it on. And I got a notification. It was like, first time in forever, back-to-back pick sixes. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then I opened it and realized it was Andy Dalton who threw it. But I was like, fuck no, I'm not going to put this shit on. You I'm know? lying. I saw one highlight. <laughs> it was the second pick six. You saw it? I didn't it, see it. It went yeah. through Callaway's hands. Like, uh, literally went through his hands. Yeah. It's yeah. trash. They suck. They suck. The whole division sucks. Mike Thomas still hadn't, hadn't been playing. Jarvis Landry hadn't been playing. Like, Lattimore. Like, we're the most hurt team ever, I feel like, every year. Yeah. I it's, can see that. It's, and we're also old. We got old. We got much older. Yeah, we're the second oldest team in the league. Yeah, which is crazy because it was not that long ago that we were one of the youngest teams yeah. in the league, aside from Drew Brees, you know what I mean? I still blame Sean Payton. Yeah. Uh, Dude, mean, there's a reason he left. There's a reason he left. And he had a ton of control in that franchise. Oh, I agree. I agree with that 100%. There's a reason. So I hope he goes somewhere and loses every year. Well, which is kind of why it's hard to, to figure out where he would actually go and coach. Because for that control, right? Who's going to give him that control yeah. other a team, other than a team that's absolutely dog shit, right? Yeah. It's not going to happen. I mean, I saw something that came out recently that he's not interested in uh, the Panthers' job. I guess I, not. not. Especially not now after McCaffrey to the Niners, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, they're full good, rebuild. Good for him, though. Good for him to get out of there, yeah. McCaffrey. Not that he has shit to do with it, but, you know, good for him. Well, he, he's Matt, like Mike Trout. Matt Rule sucks. Maybe. No, it was a bad hire. I didn't like him at Baylor. Really? He did a really good job at Baylor. He did, but I didn't think his game or his coaching style really transitioned well enough to the NFL to give him the type of contract that he received from the Panthers. Oh, no, it was ridiculous. It was stupid. It was like seven years or eight years or something like that. Not as bad as Jimbo's contract, but yeah. Well, Jimbo's fucked. No, he's not. They're going to burn that motherfucker. No, he's not fucked money-wise. He's his own boss. Yeah, I know, but his team fucking is terrible. Well. And they paid all kind of money for him. And then he said they didn't pay money for him. Just think, he could be as shitty as he wants. His buyout right now is $84 million. And everybody blames Woodward, okay? That's at LSU's AD. And, yeah, that that was a bad contract, whatever. The AD now... Gave him that extension last year. Yeah, that was that was dumb. It's got to be like he's got to be getting kickbacks from him or something. Something's going on with that dude. It's bad, dude. It's bad. I love every second of it. Yeah, I'm it not, makes me happy. I'm not a big NM fan. I'm, I'm. It makes me happy to see it. Like I think I like them losing more than I enjoy watching LSU win right now. God damn, dude, I, you really are fucking. You're just miserable, bro. No, like, I just hate a You're a fucking miserable person. I hate a I do too. And I guess the biggest reason is that, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna speak kind of real uh, vulnerably real quick, right? And LSU is closer to them than they are to Alabama, but A and M thinks that they're above LSU. Yeah. And the way they act, the way they hold themselves, like we're little brother, but you can't even fucking beat us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I try even, especially like when we look toward Alabama, right? And we kind of tend to do the same thing toward Alabama when we don't ever beat them, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm trying to reframe my perception a little bit. But I don't think we're Alabama. No, no. I'm saying we kind of look at Alabama the same way that A&M looks at us, like rivals. It's a rivalry. We're going to beat your ass. I don't, uh, I don't think so. I think there's a lot of people. Maybe not you or, or I, but I think there's a lot of people that – like even two weeks from now. Oh yeah, well they think that we're gonna go in there and or they're gonna come here or whatever. Well, it's yeah. probably the same people that pull for them to lose against teams that they need Alabama to beat. I did like Tennessee winning. Sure, because Tennessee's gonna be good for like one or two years, and that's gonna be it, and it's yeah. gonna be relevant. Rocky Top, babe. Yeah, 
And it made LSU's loss look a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, just go back and think about the loss to Florida State. Yeah. If you win that, if they play Florida State right now, they win by at least two touchdowns. I agree. It was like a, a perfect storm type deal. Right now, you're probably number 12. Yeah, because you're 18 right now. Yeah, and you're going you're gonna to lose Alabama by 20. If we're lucky. Yeah. It's a night game. It helps. Yeah, it does help, but still, like. I think the bye week actually hurts LSU in this instance. Yeah, the same thing with the Phils, right? Yep. The momentum. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I didn't think that they were going to win no. versus Ole Miss. No. And all kind of people were saying it, and I was like, why? Yeah, I hadn't. You watched? Or you said you didn't watch I didn't, I didn't watch any of it, but Jane Daniels was damn near next to perfect. Dude. 21 for 28, two TDs in the air, three on the ground, 120-something rushing. Oh, no, I mean, he was really good. I was more impressed with the defense. It, it was ugly effort. That Ole Miss's first drive, I sneezed, and they already scored. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. And then it was 14-3. And it was like something just went off. I mean, what was the final? 47-20? Yeah, yeah. So, or, yeah, it was 17-3 or whatever the hell. Dude, they just turned it on, and it, it, it was impressive. The second half on defense was unreal. I read a stat that was like Jaden Daniels has 27 touchdowns, one interception. No, he don't have 27 touchdowns. He has like 12. It, it, it might be combined turnovers. Oh, uh, maybe. Combined, like rushing and passing. I think he's only turned the ball over one time or something. Yeah, like that. no, I, that that is, and I think it was like at the very end of the Tennessee game, like which is insane because yeah, he was gun shy to to start off the season and didn't want to make a throw. He was, he's he's still kind of that way though. He's getting more comfortable and he's he's protective of the football, which is huge. Yeah, because if he would get wily with it, a la Jameis Winston, you know what I mean? There'd be a lot of people clamoring. For Nuss, you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, yeah, he has 12 touchdown passes, one interception, and he has nine rushing touchdowns. Okay, so 21 and one. Yeah. I don't think he's fumbled or lost it. No, no, no. So, no, I mean, no. that's insane. No, he's their leading rusher, but he also has the most carries. Well, that's scary in and of itself. I don't like that. And I think we talked about that after we won two he, or three, but you it, know. But he had, like, naturally, like, like called – like play call carries this week that was re- the offensive play calling was fantastic. It was not very good early in the game. Ooh, it was good. Then Brock, that was by far, in my opinion, the best game he called. They're all getting a little more comfortable. They're learning their personnels, Oof. right? Their personnel. They're learning their personnel. The offensive line's getting better. Yeah. Everybody's kind of a lot more comfortable in what they're expected to do. And it's natural for a team to kind of come together, especially a team that seemingly was thrown together at the last minute, oh, right? Yeah. Due to all the people, you know, opting out, sitting out, whatever it was, and then all the transfers and everything like that. So, it's good to see him come together as a unit. I'm happy for Brian Kelly. Oh, but he, he wasn't a good fit, though, Carl. Who? That was, that was what people around the country said. He's not a good fit. He's not from the South. He's not going to be a good fit. Well, I mean, he kind of fucked himself in the ass with his whole fake. It uh, was before that they said that. Well, I know, but man. Family or how is it? It's a family. Like, dude, shut just be you, bro. Like, yeah, you you weird. Everybody knows it. He's like, and then like dancing in the three sixty camera with uh, Walker Howard, like that dude. But the players love it, dude. I know, but you rubbing your dick on his ass, like his. <laughs> I wouldn't love it. You know what I'm saying? JB would love it. He, <laughs> JB would be doing it. JB's like, sign me up, bro. I'm oh, you don't to, have to give me a scholarship anymore. Yeah, I'll just come and let you rub your dick on oh me, bro. Yeah, we better have to edit this out. <laughs> no, it's all good. JB's like, oh yeah, sign me up, bro. Walker Howard better be the quarterback next year. I hope so. After that, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking sexual harassment, bro. Like, if he weren't redshirt this year, he might be the starting quarterback this year. They got enough title fucking nine or ten <laughs> allegations and shit. We don't need no more, bro. This no. Is bad. <laughs> This is so bad. I don't know. I really don't know if I want to be on this episode anymore. It's, no, uh, I thought it was good. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, uh, we have enough, we had enough turmoil. We need some uh, positive uh, shit. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, um, uh, I got nothing. Positive. Uh, we need positive things. Oh, man. That was bad. What do you, I mean, okay. That was bad. What? I thought it was good. I was I thought that was pretty clever on my part. But you know, what do you think? Chances are, two weeks at Tiger Stadium, six p.m. kickoff that they have against Alabama. 
Wait, say it again? Chances. What do you think the chances are? Bad. You, that bad? Bad. Bad, bad? Bad. You think so? I'm not going to one to ten it like JB. I don't I do not do that. Bad. The I, the line is 16. I would, right now, I'd probably take Bama. And I don't think Bama's that good. I did early in the year. I don't mm. think they're that good. They still might win the SEC, but I don't think they're that good. Man. I don't think college football is as good as it's been this year. I think it, it has to do with what you, me, and Jared talked about that one night. And there is 100% more parity across college football. No? I, I mean. It's what it seems like. And it seems like every week somebody that shouldn't lose loses. And I don't think that that's a product of college football. I think it's a product of transfer portal, which I fucking hate, by the way. And I, I know you don't really care. I mean, I like it and I don't like it. Right, it's, right, it's, right. There's no repercussions for just saying, fuck you, I quit, and I'm going to go somewhere else. So I do think the players should be able to move, but I don't think that they should be able to do it without repercussion, right, of some sort, something. I don't know what it is, and I'm not going to decide on this podcast. I think it's also due to NIL because, again, you could go be a stud somewhere and make some money, or you could be third string at a top-tier program and not make shit. Hey. What's that going to I mean? But the, but the only thing is, okay, right now, the college football playoff predictions are Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee, and I think Clemson. All of those minus Tennessee are the same shit we've been getting. So while there might be – and Alabama's right there on the outside, Michigan's right there. While there might be some upsets and whatever else, it's really not changing that much. Because you always have that one team, and then it's the same other teams right there. Yeah, no, I can see that. <clears throat> I guess the the thing is, is it seems like more often than not, when you turn on the TV or you watch Sports Center Saturday night after all the games, there's at least one. Oh yeah, sure. You know what I mean? That more than normal, one major kind but, of upset. But right? is it? It seems like it. And that's all, the, that's my perception right now. That's like my reality, if you will. No, and, and I don't necessarily disagree with you, but social ma- social media makes us more aware of some of those things. And I think betting lines, how 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 big betting has sports betting has become, we become more aware. I, I guess my point is, these upsets might have been happening before, and we didn't realize that some of these upsets were happening happening because let's face it, do you really give a shit what's happening on the West Coast at nine thirty? Most yep. people don't. I do. No, I know you do. But most people don't. You're, you're watching Hawaii at 12 oh, yeah. in the morning. Like, they're, they're terrible, by the way. Yeah, they always have been for a long time. Well, they could throw it for a little while. And, yeah. You know. That's, fuck, fuck Hawaii. Yeah, I know. They get to live in Hawaii, though. Yeah, but, you know, Hawaii's not all that it's cracked up to be. Not that I've ever been. Yeah. Well, well I figured you have been, you know, Mr. Fancy Pants. Fuck. Yeah. No, JB's probably there right now. <laughs> fuck that dude. He's opening up a gym. Yeah. He's trying to get somebody to reach under his lay or whatever. <laughs> what, the shitty, what is it, a shitty PTO policy? Is that yeah. what it was? Oh, dude, he's fucking you – get, you get one week after five years or some shit like that, like, and, and then it tops out at a week and a half. They, they work on, like, big-time holidays. I think, I think he said he's making his people work on Christmas Day all day. Probably. S- especially people with kids. And if, you, if you're working on Christmas Day, I'm going to only pay you half time, <laughs> not time and a half. Because I'm letting you work. You got to pressure I'm, wash I'm, Christmas I'm blessing you with a job and but, an opportunity to better yourselves. But, JB, it's negative six degrees outside. Get the pressure washer. I don't Let's give a go. fuck. You better FaceTime me while you're doing that shit because I would be sitting at my house not doing anything. Uh, on an airplane, acting like I'm going somewhere. Yeah, I'm very important. Because <laughs> my Zoom meeting. I'm going to do my blast camps. He got mad because we called it blast camp. It's called base camp. <laughs> We're going to bootleg it. Oh. We're going to need to open up Blast Camp gyms. That would be great. It sounds better than Base Camp. It does. Base Camp sounds like I'm going on an astronaut mission, bro. I'm trying to... <laughs> oh, you're like a little kid going to <laughs> astronaut camp. Yeah. I'm just going to Chuck E. Cheese's, bro. I'm trying to get a workout, bro. I'm trying Black to blast man. off. Yeah. That don't sound good either. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say something, but I'm not. Good. I'm glad you were afraid. Oh, God. But anyway, not um, that was a weird tangent <laughs> that we just got on. Hey, I was starting because of Brian Kelly. <laughs> shitting on JB, bro. Like, it's easy to do. I just, you know, you just can't get lost in it. Sometimes, sometimes it's easier when he's here, though, to shit on him. Yeah, because he says, like, some of the dumbest shit that I've ever 
her. Yeah. Um, things that honestly, over the past year, I've probably you know lost IQ points yeah. from listening to him. The uh, best part is he's so unaware of saying them too. Hundred percent. What? Said, what? He said something last week. I wish I could remember. I don't know. We talking about the dude that has a Dragon Ball Z photo on his wall. Yeah. But he did put Millie up there, so she was she was pumped up about that. He's actually um, speaking of which, after the podcast last week. He brought us in his office, and he's got drawings very readily available of when he was 10 or 11 of Dragon Ball Z. And I'm like, dude, okay, like, I might uh, I might have drawings from when I was 10 or 11. It's not in my office on the first, you know, shelf being able to show Are people. you sure it was when he was 10 or 11, or are you sure it's not now? It might be now. I don't know. He was trying to – I think he might have been trying to feel it out of how we felt about that. Why was he showing you all this? I have no idea, honestly. He was very proud of it. It's actually pretty good work, you know, but – um, I don't know if I'd have it that readily accessible no. if I'm trying to get laid, you know? Yeah. I mean, not saying that's what he was trying to I don't <laughs> know. He could have been. Oh, my God. But did we talk about the Saints at all other than Mickey Loomis being on Vicodins? <laughs> I, think, I think we said enough. That got awful. Right, and they're only one game back. Is anything going to change? Super Bowl, baby. We're going to Super Bowl. We won game back. That's what Peter King said. Yeah. When? The Be- beginning of the year. Beginning of the year, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people. Somebody picked Jameis Winston to be MVP. Yeah. Is he ever going to come back? I don't know. His back is still broke? I'm thinking he's going to play this week because you know, it, it was a short week. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to give him that extra time. That That's strictly a guess. I have no reason to think that other than just guessing. Can I say this, though? One thing New Orleans got going for him. Is the fucking Pelicans. Yeah, except you saw last night. I watched that game. Yeah, you saw what happened. What? Zion left hurt. Yeah, he bruised his butt. Ingram. Yeah, right. For Zion, that's like a three-month injury. It could be. Ingram, it, Ingram's hurt. Ingram got slapped by another one of his players. He's fine. Huh? He's questionable for tomorrow. Uh, of course he is. They all are. And they're on TNT tomorrow night. Oh. Zion will play tomorrow. You think? No. Brian, uh, B.I. might play. Herb Jones is gonna play. He had a little hyperextended knee. I'm I'm good with them sitting those guys. Some though, I mean, it, they dude, and, and all that happened last night. They still should have won. They were down seventeen. Yeah, they, but was, they, they still should have you know had a chance to win at the end. It was bad. Like I don't you know one thing that I don't understand is refereeing in the NBA is, is fucking god awful. Oh yeah, and I'm I don't know all the rules of basketball. I just played street ball, you know, like and one style. <laughs> I, I can I can picture that. <laughs> Minus the dunking and shit, you know, because your shorts were down to your ankles. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I had some Kobe's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I used to. I mean, we used to play a lot of basketball. I could shoot. I was an assist man. I was like John Stockton. It's not just because we we're like white, skinny dudes, you know. Yeah. Because I couldn't do anything else. No, I understand. You couldn't okay. shoot. Yeah. I was an assist guy. All I, I could do was shoot. So. I was good. I would have set you up, bro. I, we would have like locked it up. I'd have had like hundred assists. There you go. Because I was good at finding it. Anyway, um, yeah, refereeing in the NBA is fucking terrible. It it, it got it got tight really? at home. They they fouled out Herb Jones in overtime, down by one, on a on a uh, hand check. They were hand checking him and the the offensive player. Boom. Six foul, fouled out. I, I, the NBA is aggravating. It, it really is. is. It's hard to watch, and I do like watching it because I've, I mean, y'all, I've talked about it a little bit, but I've followed the Pels yeah. for quite some time, you know, um, more recently, the last few years, yeah. you know, but um, to see the excitement, like the atmosphere in the Smoothie King, in the blender, was like a playoff game last night. It was just their first. Their home opener, you yeah. know what I mean, on a Sunday night, it was cool. They were down seventeen. They had um, none of. I mean, C.J. McCollum was in, but they had B.I. was out, Zion was out, Jonas Valanciunas was out, and they were playing like Larry and some smaller guys, right? Uh, rotational bench guys, and for whatever reason, it worked on defense because they were able to pick up the pick and rolls a lot better. And man, they just rolled with that. And that happens sometimes in the NBA. They came back from, you know, they were down 17 or 13 down toward the end there, and they came back to tie it and go to overtime and still had a damn good chance to win. It was cool. 
Yeah, I mean, momentum basketball, it's, it's crazy. The, the thing about it is, with that team in particular, last year they'd have, they'd have fucking got blown out. Yeah, oh, game. yeah. It yeah. would have been like a 25-point game. Because last year they would play well for three quarters, or they played well for two. The third quarter they get blown the fuck out, and then oh, that yeah. was it. It was done. Game over. Especially early in the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. So they got a really tough stretch to start. Um, so they had two road games. Um, then they came home. I think again. they're home again tomorrow. And then they have another really tough road stretch. So their first ter- ten games are pretty important. So like every game is is pretty important. Uh, the big thing is they have a pick swap with the Lakers this year. So we're rooting heavily against the Lakers. Oh, they're so bad. They're fucking terrible. How bad is LeBron at being a GM? Oh, he's the worst. He's he's gonna try to leave. I think so. Because it's, it's kind of like he's going to Sean Payton the Lakers. Yeah, that's what he does. That's yeah. what he did to the Cavs. Do you think he's eating Vicodins too? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> the only reason he might not leave L.A. is because of the L.A. market and the other things he does. You know, I, Charles Barkley said something last week. I, I actually watched the end of the, the Lakers and Clippers. Um, I, I just saw it was, a, you know, it was a close game at the end. What has happened to Anthony Davis? When Anthony Davis was was at his end of his time with the was Pelicans, I think it was the Pelicans. Then, yeah, he was considered to be like a top five up and coming player, dude. He's not because he's a beta bitch. Yeah, no, seriously. And he was here, but they they relied on him here to be the alpha dog, but he couldn't be. All right, so he went over there to the Lakers thinking that okay, I could be B guy, right? Well, LeBron's getting older, and he can only carry so much of the load. So he's now relying on AD to pick yeah. up some of that slack. Well, he can't do it either because he's just a bitch. He is fucking made of glass. You think Zion's bad, which he is. Anthony Davis might be worse. I mean, at least Zion's uh, in a, what, his third year in the league. AD's con- consistently been hurt all his years in the league. So, Oh, dude, did you see? <laughs> it was funny. Um, right when NBA 2K whatever came out, 22 or 23 or whatever, they had a video of Anthony Davis and he was playing as himself. He got fucking hurt oh in the fucking God. video game. Like playing as himself, he got hurt within the first minute. Of course. That's realism. Yeah. Always. If you look at that, the the Lakers traded for him to win a championship and they did in the COVID bubble that no one can no one counts. Dude, what a massive, massive failure that has been. Brandon Ingham is came from that trade. Yeah. Lonzo Ball did too, but he's 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 still hurt. He's he's got some deep. Problems. It's the it's the draft picks. It's the draft picks, but Brandon Ingram might be better than Anthony Davis ever was, because he is fucking ungodly. He works hard. He works probably harder than anybody, and he. The culture's so much better without AD there. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just it's it's refreshing. Like it's it's nice. It is nice, and what what is good. And I don't know if this was kind of somewhat planned because I had heard some rumblings. But when they had um, Stan Van Gundy, mm-hmm. a lot of people said that they brought in Stan Van Gundy to be the asshole coach, right, and kind of whip these guys into shape because they had a bunch of young guys, right? So how much is it that we fucking – first of all, we sucked, and the coach was an asshole, and he was uncharismatic uh, and, you know, whatever – so you look at it from that standpoint, all those things considered, you're like, oh, my God, this is fucking terrible. Then you get, like, a young and up-and-coming coach who's very charismatic, who's very player-forward, who's very engaging. You know what I mean? The things he does makes you excited about the team. So is it he's that good or was it that bad? I think it's some of both. Yeah. But it's it's just the, the huge juxtaposition between the two coaches and where the franchise was at both those times in such a short period that makes you seem like this was such a rapid ascent. The every, the, there's not a whole lot that changed. I mean, granted, you got C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance, but the, the core is pretty much the same. We've had some turnover, you know, but, man, that coach – has done wonders for this team. Like, they play fucking hard on defense. Oh, yeah, they do. And in NBA, nobody plays defense, so. And you got an undrafted guy that's, like, out there from Georgia Tech making a name for himself, Jose Alvarado. Mm -hmm. And then you got Herb Jones, came out of Alabama, 
second round draft pick would probably go top five or top ten in this re- if you redrafted. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's insane. They hit on some draft picks, the coaching and the culture and everything, and those dudes play for themselves, you know, for each other, not mm-hmm. not individually. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like there was a play in the second game, I believe it was. CJ's dribbling it down the court, has a wide open three. He passes it to one of the the younger guys so he can take the three and make it. You know what I mean? Like just unselfish ball. You know? Oh, CJ McCollum was a perfect pickup for for them and what he was looking for and what they were looking for. He was perfect. I, he's a good dude. I like him a lot. I, you know, and I feel bad because I never really gave him <laughs> enough credit, probably because I didn't really know him because he was under Dame's shadow. Right, and he was on the West Coast and nobody watches those games. Well, and he played for Portland, so I mean. Except that we swept them. Yeah, I mean, who who gives a fuck, right? But just having him here makes me, resp- I mean, not because he's on our team, but you get to see him a little bit more in depthly, right? Mm-hmm. And I have so much respect for that guy. Because of who he is, because of what kind of leader he is, yeah. you know, and you're right. He was exactly what this this team needed because everybody will look up to him and he says the right things and he does the right things, you know. And he's not old. He's just old enough. Yeah, you know? he's a he's a vet. He's respected. He's yeah. head of the, uh, the players, players union. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you don't get that spot if people don't have you. You don't have people's respect. Right. No so doubt. it was it's really cool to see how it's come about. Mostly organically, you know what I mean? You didn't – I mean, yes, you traded for CJ, but most of your stars are are organic for the most part because Brandon Ingram wasn't Brandon Ingram when we traded for no, him. No, God, no. He Fuck, when he came in, he had blood clots. I didn't even know if he was going to yeah. gonna be able to play. Like, yeah. he, it could have been a, a wash. He could have been retired, you know? So, it, it's been it's been cool to see. If, if you think about it like this, too, okay? The AD trade also got us McCollum because we traded Josh Hart. Who else we traded there for McCollum? It was a couple. It was what, what, wasn't it a first-round pick? Or? Well, it was um, Nikolai, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who we did draft. I don't remember if that was from a Lakers pick or if that was our own. I feel like it was. It could have been. Because I feel like I remember seeing AD, trading AD, turning into McCollum, Zion, Bi, you know, in some of the other parts, uh, it's and it it what what would given. be what would be wild is if we get they get the first pick this year and we draft uh when Bayum and whatever the fuck his yeah. name is seven footer, <laughs> wild. I wild. hope so. Multiple championships. I mean, it, and it's wonderful because you don't want the Lakers to win a game anyway. So. No, nah, I fucking hate the Lakers. It makes it even better. I hate Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, don't, I hate LeBron. I don't hate LeBron. I, I do. I don't. I don't really hate him. I don't like. I him. don't like him as a player. I don't like him as a person. I think he's there's things he does that makes me respect him as a person. As a player, he bitches too much. Yeah, I don't like him. And they give him all the calls. Every single call. And they don't give Zion any calls. No. Mm, it's terrible. Can I say one one thing? Yeah. I know we're about to finish up. Yeah. You brought up something about officiating in the NBA. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Oh fuck! Here we go. Let me tell you something. Dude, like I said earlier, I've watched a lot of Major League Baseball games this year. It's actually frightening how good umpires are. Seriously. Oh, oh. speaking of it, okay, go ahead. I it's, think I know what call you're talking about. It's frightening how good they are. Was it Altuve at first? No. Did you see that one? Were you talking about last night? Yeah, I think so. What? I don't know. I just, all I saw was a re... Uh, you saying that they got it right? Yeah. Yeah. Talking about how bang bang it was and they got it right? Yeah. That's it scary. A, it was a play at first. Oh, yeah. they, they reviewed it. <clears throat> and they, yeah, they said they got it right. And it was about as fuck. Like, even in slow motion, I had a hard time deciphering. If they'd have called him out, though, he'd have been out. They couldn't have returned it. Yeah. But the um, the the home plate umpires in the two series that Astros have played are an embarrassment to Major League Baseball. Dude, dude, I'm serious. Like, this year, I you know – Major League Bay, whatever. Those guys call a lot of games. They're going to miss some stuff during the season. For the most part, it's it's pretty ridiculous how good their strike zones are. And I'm talking about going in the Astros' favor as well. The zones have been pathetic. If any of those guys are behind the plate in the World Series, Major League Baseball just needs to pack it up. They just need to fold the whole league, just stop the whole thing. I think, you know you know what makes it, what makes it tough, especially <sighs> when calling balls and strikes. With balls and strikes, as opposed to almost any other call in any other major sport, right, you have 
a radar. Oh yeah. Three D. Yeah. Fucking showing you exactly yeah. how the ball came in, where it came in, where over the plate or where off the plate. It lights up if it's in the zone. It's. I yeah. mean, you can visually say, okay, based off of that graphic. You miss that call, yeah, and it's done off a of radar and three D modeling and all that shit. There's no no other call no in any other sport that you could replicate that with, no doubt. But what what bugs me is that I, I'm giving them credit during the season. I thought I watched a lot of games that they were it, pretty incredible, but in the biggest games on the biggest stages, which was maybe most frightening was game maybe three, either two or three. Dude, he was calling strikes in the other batter's box. Like, there was a strike on Altuve. I think it was game two. Even Altuve told an umpire something. I'm like, holy shit. Like, Altuve don't say a word. Now, he was struggling, too, at that time. It was bad. Strike. He was calling strikes on guys, like, at their shins yesterday. It was bad. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. Do you think? No, I couldn't do a better job. No, that's not. That's not uh, usually, I would say something like that. Yeah. But No, I'm just saying in general. No. Do you think that in Major League Baseball, there's more repercussions for shitty calls at the plate because they can review their efficiency? So they'll they'll come out with like they do it in the NFL and they do it in the NBA, but it's not really tied to a specific umpire. So when a head umpire is you know done with the game, the next day you'll see like oh such and such only called it at a ninety eight percent efficiency. You you don't see that anywhere else. No. It's mostly as a The crew. NFL is pathetic about it. Yeah, they're fucking god-awful. But they'll come out even if they do miss it, but they're not going to specifically say, oh, um, back judge number 99, right. blah, 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 missed this call. Right. It's, hey, this was the incorrect call. This is what it should have been, so on and so forth. Nothing happens. Get over it. But in the MLB, it's very specific to that that head umpire. Right, it's his efficiency rating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So, do you think there's more repercussions to that? Do you not think that the MLB looks at that throughout the year and then decides who's going to call postseason ball? Probably World Series. You know what I mean. That's what like, they're supposed to do. But those guys choked, and that's what they did because they were bad. I'm, I'm not saying they weren't good during the season. They were bad. Maybe he was just nervous. Oh, they need to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> they need to get over because my team's in it, and that's all I care about. And you got to think about how much money's on the line for no, these teams. No doubt. Like, you can't have the Nola no call. It yeah. can't happen. Right. You know, I'm just telling you, I'm, dude, I was fired up. Balls and strikes, I generally don't get too mad about because it, that's hard. But these were so bad, I'm like, hold up. You know, me and my buddy, he, he, he loses his mind on college baseball umpires because they're bad. College baseball umpires are bad. And I was like, dude, these, what I've seen in this series reminds me of watching LSU games sometimes. Like, it's, it's been really bad. Really bad. Mind blown, because I just think they're so good in the big leagues. Like that call at first with Altuve. Think about how few challenges get overturned in Major League Baseball. You know, worse that worse I've seen it all year, by far. Well, let's hope that uh, you know one, uh, and let's hope it gets better for the series. But what I was going to say was, you know, I don't know if that maybe affects those guys to not be able to call postseason ball for a while, right? It should. And no, I agree with you. I'm just saying. There, there may be shit, and there should be shit on the line for them as well, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As far as, hey, this is this is almost the highest level, right? You're only one step down from the series. If you don't do your job at the highest level here, you might not you might not get a shot to no do doubt. it again for a while. You're gonna have to go back down and kind of work your way back up, kind of deal, right? Get your efficiency up throughout the year. That's how I would do it if I yeah. was them. I'm if sure you, they do. Yeah. If you truly wanted like a parody within officiating. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think the NFL cares, and I don't think the NBA cares. Well, the NFL, supposedly, that's how you get playoff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Those, no, Jerome Bogart is awful, but anyway, that's besides the point. They're, they're all not very good. No, they're bad. Yeah. Just, that's not even, I don't even know why I brought it up. I'm, like, sweating. I'm aggravated. And it's hot in here, but. It is hot. I'm aggravated just thinking about it. Well. I don't need an extra stressor watching the Astros. I don't need it. I don't know if I want to come watch the game. I, I at, wouldn't. At, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I, I don't want to watch it myself. If it was somebody else playing, I might, you know. I, I, I wouldn't. I'm just telling you. I've been actually very calm this year. Uh, yeah. Last year, last year, I, like, lost my mind. Last night, I didn't even know if I was going to stay up and watch the whole Astros game. And then, naturally, I did. Of course you were. You weren't going to well, sleep. Well, dude, it dude. started an hour and a half late. I was tired. 
Yeah, I know, but still. Yeah, I know. And then I had to watch a celebration. I don't make a fuck. Yeah, I, I know. Like dusty two gloves. <sighs> oh God, I'm I'm stressed thinking about the World Series. Okay, can I say one last thing before we go? I don't, I don't have nothing else to say. Go ahead. I got something to rant about. It might get edited out. Oh God. No, I mean it depends on how you feel about it. How much do you fucking hate family photos? Oh man. Because we t- both took them yesterday, just oh, FYI. Oh, No, it this is, is not getting into that. Okay, is this the, is it not, uh, look, all right, uh, disclaimer from my wife, and only my wife. I do recognize that, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, I might enjoy looking at these pictures, right? But the amount of money and time that we spend to take pictures for 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. 10 fucking minutes blows my fucking mind. It it like, I want I want to peel my skin off. You need to start taking pictures. What? You need to start being a photographer. I told my wife that. I'm like, dude, you can make four grand in three hours, for what? Oh yeah, sit here. Yeah, sit 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 like this. You badass kids that aren't even actually smiling. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm yeah. Sorry. No. 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 Yeah, I'm stressed out. I know. That's why I, I was just adding to the fire, right? Because I do. We both experienced this. And it yesterday. was windy as hell yesterday. Was, too. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, my hair's all messed up. Oh, it's just, uh, this outfit doesn't look good. I'm like, dude, it looks great. Okay. Like I bought I bought a sweater from Target. Okay. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's I didn't even want to do that to be honest with you. I, but, I get it. You know, she had already bought all their their outfits. I don't know what. Then she had to go to the mall because she, <laughs> she needed some other outfits. You know what I mean? Yeah, you might be adding some of this out. Yeah, it's all good. She's she's fine. It's all done. It's all paid for, right? We're we good to go, hopefully. It's tough. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's very frustrating. And you got to do it like, well, you don't have to, but like people do it multiple times a year. We used to. Well, look, credit to my wife. Yeah, we haven't since last year too. She's gotten better because we used to go at least twice a year. And I used to hate it twice a year. And the price is going up a bunch. Yeah. For 15 minutes. I, I mean, I know there's editing work and shit like that, like, yeah. but God damn. Yeah. I, I, I don't need to get dressed up. Not, I don't really even need to see photos of me because then I just look at it. I'm like, God damn, I'm looking old. I, I agree with you. Just then, let, let the kids. Yeah. And then I had to shave my face. Well, then, I, like, I shaved because I'm a good guy. No, I'm not. So. Yeah. Well, we all know that already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. No. Ours actually went okay, but Andrew, bro, I just, man. Graham was actually hamming it up, dude. Like, surprisingly, that dude was ready to, to freaking um, pose and smile and be like. My man was ready. Dude. Huh? Then he went home and he was like, ah, fuck you, dad. <laughs> and I was like, dude, what? 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 You, but you better get that boy some ice cream for being good. He, he did. I mean, he ate ice cream tonight, you know, but I don't know. I'm glad that he somewhat behaves himself in front of people he doesn't know. But, like, if he knows you, he don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, there's no holes barred. But he handled pictures, bro. He did. And I guess he could he could f- pick up on the stress that I was putting out, you know? Then we got there, just FYI. No, no discredit to our photographer. But we got there five minutes before, like we were supposed to. And we sat there for 20 minutes because we were behind schedule. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was fun. There's yeah. chickens. I don't know if you and was, the dogs and the dogs and my boy's like, man, what the the roosters cockadoodle doing over there? And he's like, Dad, where's that chicken? I'm like, he's over there. Let's go see that chicken. I'm like, no, dude, we're gonna stay right here. He's like, what's that on the ground? He's gotten to this point where no matter where we go, he's gonna find something on the ground. Mm-hmm. So he found like a battery. He found like not not while we were there, but at the ballpark, found a battery. Found some old toy. Oh. Found like this little globe thing, and I'm like, "Why do you feel the need that you got to pick up whatever you find?" You know, this is great. Hey, he wants to hand it to me. I'm like, "Dude, I don't, I don't really want that, bro." He's like, "Oh, can I bring it home?" <laughs> like, dude, Christmas. Like, like we ain't got enough shit at our house. <coughs> so, it's you know, family pictures, man. Maybe she is great though. The photographer is a great, you know. Oh yeah, she does a good job. But I'm with you. I don't. It's a lot of hassle. It is. It is like it's a lot. It's like a lot. It's like a lot of things in life with kids, though. Yeah, I mean, even if I didn't have kids, I don't yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, like you start getting ready. Not me personally, but like as a whole, three hours before you're supposed to be there. And I'm like, dude, I don't even think I got ready three hours before my wedding. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like thirty minutes, shower, shave, throw my suit on, and I'm good to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't need all that. 
Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm with you, man. Engagement photos were, were awful because it was in what, whatever it is, and it was like hot outside, and I had on long sleeves. And oh, I yeah. sweat. Yeah, oh, it we was took, bad. It was bad. We took ours in New Orleans, so we had to drive like two and a half hours, I think, then two and a half hours back, and then I hate the way I look. And I wore like I wore like a shirt that could fit like me, you, and JB in it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's like a it's a fucking blouse. I get it. Cause you know. I didn't have as much style as I do now, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's not pictures that I look back on fondly. I get it. I don't, I don't like it. So the moral of this story is we're going to be photographers. I'm I'm all about being behind the camera, not in front of it. Let's do it. I'm down. We'd probably be way more profitable if we do that. We're going to call, doing... call it Blast Camp? Blast Cam. Blast Cam. Cam. There you go. <laughs> Put a patent on that right now. Fuck you, JB. You weren't here, so you're not in on this. That's right. All right. Even though we're at your house, it doesn't matter. This is sorry about the spill on the floor too, by the way. Yeah, or on the walls. Episode sixty three. Boot up. Boot up. <laughs>